Welcome to the Beyond High Performance Podcast, featuring content and conversations from me, Jason Jaggard, along with our elite coaches at Novus Global, their high-performing clients, and the faculty at the Meta Performance Institute for Coaching. On this podcast, you'll hear some of the world's best executive coaches and high-performing leaders, artists, and athletes discuss how they continue to go beyond high performance in their lives and businesses. Hello, everyone. My name is Johan martinez Kalinian. I'm a coach at Novus Global. Welcome to another episode of On Coaching. I am joined by some brilliant, next-level, phenomenal coaches. And I'll start with Mr. Chris. I'll let you fill in your full name there. Uh, could you, uh, could you uh, let us know who you are and where you're uh, residing right now? I am Christopher North. I am residing in Los Angeles, California. And pass it on to the next person. Oh, great. Then I'm going to call on Emily. Hey, guys. I'm Emily Dickinson. I live in Perth, Australia. And that leaves me. I'm Laura Lafalar, and I am in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. So we're your Fab Four for today's episode. And we have the privilege, the, the opportunity to talk about the importance and the significance of this really sexy idea called commitment. So let's let's define that from a coaching standpoint, because I feel like there's the way that most people define commitments. And then how do coaches define commitments? I'll say I'll say what I do, what I talk about with my clients as I say a commitment is a promise. It's it's a declaration of who you're who you're committed to be and what you're committed to do. Uh, it's like putting yourself into the future and making a promise and it's usually tied to action. And so it's, it's a action that moves things forward and towards your vision. Uh, and I'm sure if you've listened to any one of these other podcasts, we've covered vision. If not stay tuned a hundred percent, we're going to hit it. But a commitment is, is the actions that drive your vision forward. Now, Laura, why, why in the world would we want to invite people into making commitments? Well, I mean, when people hire a Novus Global coach, it's because they have something really big and important and impactful that they want to do. Um, and so we're talking about what is going to drive action and progress forward. So commitments are such an integral part of the, of the structure of how we help people do that. And to make commitments is to choose to grow. When we're, when we're making commitments, we're, I mean, we're either going to get the progress of the thing that we say we're going to do. Like, I love how Chris had promised, like the thing we promise we're going to do, whether it's to someone else or whether it's to ourselves, or we aren't going to do the thing. And then as coaches, we get to talk about that with people and ask them about that pair enough to ask them about, Hey, why didn't you do the thing? And there's growth in that to find out, Hey, why did I not do the thing I said that, that mattered said that was going to drive this forward was going to give me the progress. You know, what am I more committed to than that? Yeah. It's, it's, it's such a privilege to get to talk commitments with people because the, the things that they're making commitments around with us as clients that say are both minor little things that sometimes they, they, you know, will just let drop and big next steps in actually executing on these visions that we get to work on them with. When it comes to commitments, like what have you noticed? How are clients relating to this idea of commitments? There's a couple of ways I see. One is that probably at the beginning, they don't think it's super sexy. They're like commitments. Like what? What am I? <laughs> Especially if they're like a commitment phobe, doesn't go down well. But the other way that I see is they, they don't get it. So they don't understand like commitment might just be it's probably foreign, I would say. So for example, you know, I've worked in multiple offices and worked with many people and they will 
you know, be late to meetings, for example. And people are totally fine with that. Nobody says anything. It doesn't even seem like it's a commitment people agree about. And it's the one that that I find can erode like people's schedules, right? Like you get 15 minutes in, for example, and people still aren't there. And then you start and you're late and right. So it it really does impact. And so we invite people into this word commitment in a way that they may have never thought of or, or like related to it in a way that's exciting before and that it's actually going to help them grow. They usually probably think, Oh, I'm going to get in trouble. If we go yeah. back to our school days. Oh man. Yeah. I hear that so much. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead, yeah. Chris. Yeah, no, I, was gonna, I love that because, because you're right. It, it does. There are a lot of people who are the, the way that they're choosing to relate to something. Usually when they're, they make a commitment and then I think what we're talking about in this context is they make a commitment and then they, uh, for whatever reason, they do not fulfill that commitment. And then there, there's, there's shame around that. And they, they feel uh, like they're in trouble <laughs> a lot of times like yeah. that. I, I, um, yeah. I'll even say to people, hey, it's like, Hey, you're not in any trouble. Let's get curious. Uh, you're, you're not in any trouble with me. You might be in trouble with somebody, but it's not with me. So like right now, right now you're fine. Uh, you're, you're, there's not, there's no shame. There's not like, but there is a space that needs to be held uh, in the context of broken promise. If we want to put that language around it or a broken commitment to actually explore and get curious around what's happening. If that's a pattern, what the costs of that pattern, if that pattern is showing up in, in all other places, like Emily, to your point, it's like when somebody's, you know, five minutes late for a meeting, uh, sure. Okay. No big deal. Uh, when they're five minutes late to, to some, to everything in their life, uh, there's going to be, there's going to be implications. There's going to be costs there. Uh, when they say they're going to do something and then they don't do it. Uh, how many of us listening have, have said we're going to do something and then we're intended to do something or like had all the best intentions, uh, maybe even said, we're going to do this. Like it's like classic new year's resolution stuff. Uh, and then eventually we don't do it. And, uh, and then we're talking about a breakdown in the system. And uh, like I said early on, it's like the, it's the thing that commitments are the, are the, it's like a power tool to accomplishing our vision. And so when we have such a power tool and it's out of gas or it's not plugged in or whatever metaphor we want to use, like we are in breakdown, it's not going to move quickly. And there's, there's uh there's reasons all over the place for that. We can point at those and we can, we go, I'd love, it's probably a, a fun conversation to go. Why do people break commitments? Why do they make them? Why do they break them? But uh, I don't want to, I don't want to hog the show here, Johan. You, you, you can take it back from me if you want to. Well, no, I mean, if you want it, yeah, go ahead. Can I add something? Yeah, Laura. Because I think what you're talking about is so true. And the difference uh, between, you know, when people make a to-do list or, you know, a lot of clients come to this us and they already use, methods of tracking their commitments, you know, apps and, you know, sites and calendars and all that kind of thing. The difference when they come and work with us is that they make commitment right off the hop that they're going to keep a hundred percent of their commitments. And then, so I think it's like when you said the secret sauce or, you know, whatever there, it was the, you know, I think it's that they're making the commitments in the space. They're making the commitments that matter. And also leveraging their integrity to keep a hundred percent of those commitments. And that's, that's where things get interesting. That's yeah. where it gets fun. And Laura, I like, I like that you said integrity, like there's the commitments and integrity always go hand in hand. And in this case, if you're, if you're listening to this and you're like my integrity, like how does that have anything to do with my word? It's like, it's not moralized. It's not right, wrong, good, bad, yeah. immoral, moral. That's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is, uh, is, is simply, are you doing what you say you're going to do? Are you 
actually moving things forward the way that you say that you're going to move them forward. And commitment is the tool that we use internally anyway, to really drive results. Yeah, similar to that point, I was saying, I I talk to people, you know, my clients will say, this is something that had I not known, I was about to get on the call with you and have to keep 100% of my commitments. (laughs) I would not have done it. And and then I'll, you know, last week, actually, I had somebody that said that to me. And I said, what, how long would it have taken you, do you think, had you not had, you know, your words to hold you or a coach to like hold you to your word? And, and they said, probably, you know, three or four months. Wow. I was like, wow, you know, the results are exponential. We can go so yeah. much faster with the coach having, you know, and just keeping our word. Yeah. That's so good. Emily, I've had that, yeah. that exact same experience. John, you probably had the same thing. Uh, oh, like, plenty. If, if I didn't, have, if I didn't know I was jumping on this, if I, you know, uh, what's interesting is those are just the ones that we catch. What I think is really powerful in a life when somebody when somebody brings us into their world, uh, and what's powerful for all of us, obviously, is is when when that's not just a five minutes before the call. I know I have to do something, so I'm going to do it, so I don't have to have the conversation or whatever. Is is leveraging, like you say, Laura, leveraging your integrity, your your capacity to to actually do the thing that you say or to do the thing that you mean, uh, even when you don't want to, even when it's hard, even when you quote, don't know yeah. how immediately when the, yeah. when the answers yeah. aren't immediately available. And mm-hmm. so you actually have to put in the work to accomplish mm-hmm. your commitments. That's yeah. when, that's why I call it a, a power tool. That's what really drives things forward. And when that's, yeah. when that's not just five minutes before a call, but it's a lifestyle of rising to whatever it is that we said that we were going to do. That's when results are, are, honestly just a natural byproduct yeah and the stats have said there's an article that we give out to people that says if you you know up your integrity it possibly increases your productivity by 500 percent, like up to 500 percent. yeah that's huge yeah yeah absolutely i'll often have clients initially they okay they buy in on the commitment thing they buy in on the integrity thing they're in for coaching. And then, you know, when they come to give a report on, Hey, did you do the things uh, that you said you would do last call? Did you keep your commitments? How is that integrity? They'll, they'll initially think that they're giving an account uh, to me. Like I'm holding them accountable, which I always think is a fun conversation. Cause it's not that I'm holding you accountable. I, I cannot physically do that. I, I have my own commitments and I don't even live in the same place. I have clients around the world. I can't come to your house and make sure you do the thing by 8 p.m. on Tuesday, like you said you would. But the coaching space is a place where people can come and give an account to me, who is a person who has decided you're you're hiring me and paying me to care about your integrity more than anybody else in your life. So I think, you know, Emily, when you say, when somebody says, I wouldn't have done it unless I was coming to, to, know, to give that account, I think that ends up being so powerful when we just report on our word. Usually nobody's asking us about our word. Sometimes we might have yeah. consequences of not following through. But I think a lot of times it's especially those commitments that we make to ourselves. And I'll ask clients to rate themselves on keeping their word to other people and then keeping their word to themselves. And almost every time people are more likely to give, uh, to follow through on their word to someone else, but to break a promise to themselves. 
mm-hmm. which is so fascinating. I think what's fascinating too is just to start to see how people are relating to them not following through with the commitment because you can start to see you know some folks are they want to brush by that they 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 don't want to talk about it or they'll say something like oh i did bad this week yes uh, you know your or, or it's good or it's right, bad right nope and <laughs> or it'll shape or it'll shape their energy coming yeah. into the call right like they're like i'm not feeling too good about myself because i have a broken commitment and one of the things that i that i love that we get to do is really hold space so that people can start to see how they're relating to commitments, both, you know, fulfilled commitments and broken. Because if you only feel good about yourself when you follow through with commitments, and then you feel bad about yourself when you have broken commitments, that's going to get in your way, right? It's like you only want to show up for the game and play when things are going, quote unquote, good, Mm -hmm. and you're fulfilling your promises, right? If we're going to call it that. But But I love helping them become more and more aware of how they're relating to that space. Hey, what if it's not a good or a bad thing? It's just, let's do some assessment. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just look at the results. Yeah. John, I like that. And, and I'm going to, this is what I love about all of us is, is we can, we can have an intelligent discourse where, where we, we disagree sometimes. (laughs) And well, it's like, I agree with that. Mm -hmm. And I want to say like, yes. And there's a, to me, there is a, uh, a real, like self-care almost in keeping your commitments specifically around like, is it good or bad? No, uh, we do want to have that curiosity. Uh, it's okay. You know, if somebody comes into me having, you know, like, Hey, I'm out of alignment with my integrity. I'm out of alignment. I haven't, I, I have some, some broken commitments, some breakdown and, uh, and they're, and they're feeling low energy. You're, you and I agree. And in, in so far as like, I'm not going to, there's no shame in that. There's no like, but there is, that is, and I want to be clear. It's like, Hey, just notice your energy right now. That is the result of a broken promise. That's the result of a, of mm-hmm. of uh, being out of alignment. That that's the result of promises that are broken. And so, and and this is what's interesting is so many people are they're like I'm burned out. I'm losing energy. I'm I'm just so quote overwhelmed. And one of the first things I'll look at is going. How many things are you intending to do? Thinking you quote should do. Uh, putting on yourself, piling on yourself that are that you're inadvertently committing yourself to that you're not doing. And almost every mm-hmm. time it's like we have a laundry list of all of the things that that person is intending to do, meaning to do, uh, even wanting to do, that they're not uh, intentionally creating time and space for. And, and then they come in with low energy and think like, oh, I'm just, you know, slow it. Yeah, of course you have low energy. You have... yeah a huge list of things that are hanging over your head, quote unquote. And so one of the first things that we do is, is move towards creating kept promises. Oftentimes somebody will come in and they're like, I want to make all these commitments. Like, Hey, listen, you don't have the, you don't have the strength to make all those commitments yet. Let's start slow. Uh, You don't have the integrity. Like the, like, like the, you can't bear that weight. You're not going to come into the gym and the, and the trainer puts all of the weights in the gym on one bar and says, now lift. To be entirely honest with you, friend, you, you're not strong enough <laughs> to hold what you say you want to hold. No problem. Let's just start you with, with actually creating commitments that you're, you're really genuinely, honestly committed to and going to do. And, and that's why we call it uh, like integrity. It was like a muscle. So 
let's get into a debate. Let's get into a debate. Um, <laughs> fight. <laughs> fight, for me, it, it is more, uh, <laughs> what I was alluding to was primarily the shame cycles that people kick into. And because what I've seen is yes. when I think when yeah. people are in a really empowered space, what they're doing is they're stepping into this examination of a broken commitment with a sense of excitement because they're like, I'm going to grow now as opposed to. And they don't always bring that. They don't always bring that. Right. Right. It's I love when I get to surprise someone. Now, anybody who hears this, you know, I'm ruining the surprise, but oh well, when I get to surprise someone, when, you know, we're first working together and they come with a a broken commitment and I'm like, "Yes! yes, fantastic. We love broken commitments. And they're so surprised and thrown off. Because what the heck, like who, (laughs) who likes broken commitments, but I get super excited to have that moment with someone and I invite them into the excitement with me because then we get to look at it and we get to find out something that maybe has been there for years and you've never realized that this might be the, the thing that's the gateway into figuring that out. Like I get so fired up by those kind of conversations with people, but that is like a really strange reaction 100%. that I feel people are thrown off by. <laughs> and that's what I love to see. I love to see my clients evolution, right? Where in the beginning it's yeah. broken commitment, shame, shame, shame. I feel bad. I feel bad. I feel bad. Low energy to yeah. You see their evolution and they're like super curious, non-judgmental. And now there's like a sense of joy or excitement or like, wow, I'm going to discover something about myself that I couldn't have seen without the broken commitment potentially, right? So that's what I'm really excited about jumping yeah. into right now. And to see them, even when they get to yeah. the place where we, they know they have a broken commitment, they're the one that says it before me, right? And they're like, hey, yeah. I have a broken commitment. Yeah, I'm, broken right. Commitment. And like, I'm excited yeah. about diving into it versus... You know, in the usually in the beginning, mm-hmm. we're the ones that are saying, hey, notice you got a broken commitment. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about it or let's talk about it? And then sometimes they're like, oh, you know, that's yeah. when they want to dodge it. Yeah. But I love seeing them grow yeah. and start to relate to that space in a totally different way. Do you know what I love seeing as well is when they, you know, their evolution with our sessions and then they take it back to their team, their culture, and they start saying, oh, I don't have to let other people off the hook either. Like I get to take this gift of talking about when commitments are broken because now they get it and they take it back and they help other people to to do the same process. I love that when it spreads. Yeah, that's that's the some of the if we're gonna keep using sweet sauce, there's a lot of sweet sauce to go all over this sandwich of broken commitments. (laughs) 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 Right. So even so we, we love talking about meta performance, right? Or the idea of going beyond high performance. How in the world does this idea of commitments help people go beyond high performance? And I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to ask Laura, what do you think about that? How, like, how would you answer that? Well, when we, when we're helping people go beyond high performance, high performers ask themselves, how can I be the best? And, and then meta performers going beyond high performance, people are asking themselves, what am I capable of? And so making commitments, they get to start exploring. And even as the coach, I love when I get the moment um, that I get to invite people to notice, Hey, were these things that you're, are, are your commitments from today's session? Were they things you were going to do anyways? You know, are you holding back on making really powerful, like if you were committed to moving forward powerfully on this and really exploring what you're capable of this week, 
what would you be committing to in the space and setting more powerful commitments? And I don't know, Chris, maybe this flies in the face of what you were just saying about making sure that people can lift that amount of weight. So, you know, but I think that making more powerful commitments can be a way that they start actually testing the borders of what they're capable of. So anyways, I would love to know your thoughts on that. I completely agree. And then I think it deserves some context. So like what's, what's fun is, is everybody's different and they're always, always coming in at different places and spaces and integrity is, is not a light switch. I think Jason says this, uh, it's not a light switch. It's a dial knob uh, or like a volume knob. Uh, this one goes to 11. Uh, some people know that reference, but really it's, it's a matter of like where somebody is at in any process. What's interesting too, to me is that somebody can have really, really high integrity in one area. And then as they're growing and changing and taking on whole new things that are challenging to them and way outside of their comfort zone, uh, something that we call like the, the intuitive fence, uh, if you've heard that language at all, if not, uh, stay tuned to next, to next time. I'm just putting <laughs> that's right, that's on, right. on the plate. It's, uh, <laughs> it, it's like when somebody, when somebody has really, really high integrity at, at doing whatever it is that they're doing, and then they step way outside of their comfort zone, chances are they're going to start at the bottom again of, of integrity uh, or yeah. of keeping their commitments. Because what happens is, to, John, to your point, you get to get curious around what was more important to them. And, and there's, there's a lot, uh, there's, there's a lot of things that are, that are oftentimes more important. And those things are, are motivated some way. It's like, if, if you've ever had somebody say like, I have no idea why I keep doing this same cycle or why I get in the same, like why this, our company is not able to break through or whatever, all of that, there's reasons there and, and slowing things down and actually understanding what they are is not an easy task. But uh, a lot of times a broken commitment is the doorway or the gateway to discovering what those, what those challenges, what those unforeseen things, that, that, that frustration of like, I don't know why, well, here's a gateway to find out. And, Mm -hmm. and so oftentimes when somebody comes in new, Laura, like what you were saying, it's like, what I'm talking about is when, when there's a cycle or a pattern of, uh, broken commitments week in, week out, day in, day out for that individual. Yeah. At some point I just go, Hey, listen, no problem. All of the things that you just listed are, are, I'm going to, I'm going to, to your point, uh, are they a, a good idea? Are they a nice idea or a nice thought, or you would like to have done them or you would like to do them, but really check in with yourself. Is this something that you will move heaven and earth to make sure that it happens? Cause keeping your commitment is costly. It, it really is. It's, it's, it's one of those things. Where it's like, if you're going to do this, if you're actually going to keep your commitment, there are going to be some things that you're going to have to give up. Uh, there are going to be some things that you need to communicate uh, there's going to be some, like, you're going to have to grow in lots of areas to, to cultivate the environment where that commitment actually comes to pass. And that's a lot of times mm-hmm. where the growth is. It's not about the thing. Did you do the thing or did you not do the thing? It's like, did you create the environment where that thing happened naturally or actually was, was, um, easy to come by? So, well, cause this is where I think some of the tension comes into play, right? Where if we set the stage and we're like, um, commit to hundred percent of commitments and we're constantly inviting them into these conversations where they're exploring. And it's like, hey, we want you to follow through with all these commitments. But as we talk about going beyond high performance, actually, when if I have a client who always has 100%, yep. so to speak, on all their commitments, I'm starting to ask myself, yeah. are you going after the easily achievable yeah. commitment from session to session? And that's what I said. Like, I yeah, think this yeah. is the tension that we hold as coaches where this is why we love broken commitments because if you are giving 100% and if you're going after these things, but you're also saying, man, I want to stretch. So when I, and I remember I was working with a CEO that said, why would I commit to anything that I didn't know if I could accomplish it or not? 
Like why that doesn't make sense. Yeah. If the goal hear, here is to lot. follow through with our commitments yeah. and like, I don't yeah. want to, I don't want to like, you know, be in this space where like, I'm feeling bad about myself. And then we get into that stuff that I was bringing up earlier. But I think this is the tension that I really love to live in with clients where we're constantly asking them, is that a stretch? Are you going after the thing that you think is unattainable? And this is where the growth comes in because there's going to come a day where it's like, yeah, it's a missed commitment now. It's a broken commitment now. And then you just, now you have a hold of it. Why? One, because you dreamed it up. Really, you had the guts of putting it on, on the table and saying, all right, I'm going to go after this thing. And then finally, you figured out how to attain it. There's something really beautiful about that whole process. I think that is, for me, the difference between high performance and meta performance is the classic high performer, and I spot it because I got it. I came into Novus as a classic high performer. It was I was constantly like, how do I just, you know, check off the right boxes? How do I do the things that make me look good? How do I, I you know, if I want to set a goal, I usually know that I can do it and I know the steps to get there. So therefore I'll commit to it. Whereas, you know, this pushes people or like invites people, we'll say, into, you know, meta performance and a new mindset of, of that, oh my goodness, I might, and, and people will use the word a lot with me, I might fail you know, and mm-hmm. then to invite them into a new belief around, is it failure or is it growth? You know, we yeah. can have a whole lot of conversations around, we're, we're exploring what you're capable of, not checking off the to-do list to figure out, you know, are you... I think it's important to just pause for a second here and, and say, this is a really nuanced topic. So it's not black or white. It's not, you know, kept commitments, broken commitments. It's not, you know, if breaking lots of commitments, it's, it's helpful. If you're keeping all of your commitments, it's helpful. Like it, it isn't black and white. It is a really nuanced topic. It's, it's all of the things. Like if you're keeping your commitments, you're getting the progress. And if you're breaking commitments, you get to look at what's going on and there's growth there. And if you're keeping commitments all the time, then, you know, there's, there's an upgrade waiting. So like, there's, there's so many different layers to the conversation about commitments. And I I just want to put that out there in this conversation for anyone who's listening, who's going to maybe even a high performer who's like, what are the boxes I tick about commitments or about integrity? It's not like that, right? It's, It's an invitation. And what is, you looked like you were going to say something. We always, yeah, really, all of us really want to like say that. something. Let's go, let's go. <laughs> go ahead, Chris. <laughs> yeah, thanks, John. Well, I, I, I really just want to agree with that. There's, it is a nuanced conversation, and and I, I love where it's going because it really is helpful to go, uh, to to look at things with like you have a beginner's mind again in some areas. It's okay to master something. And as a matter of fact, like we 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 love helping people master something, and then we help we love helping them totally reinvent. And uh, somebody who's completely a classic classic example is somebody who is an absolute master at what they do uh, and terrified when they stand on a stage in front of public and like uh, now they're they're moving towards and then there's other people who love standing on a stage but they can't do math to save their lives so it's like you do not want them in data data analytics it's like you're not you don't want them in the accounting department but they can sure put on a show and then there's growth in every single area and there's going to be uh, commitments and, and, and that are broken commitments that lead to that. And it, the other thing that I want to do is, is like that I, that we haven't talked about yet is really leveraging your word to do the impossible. And, and yeah. this is, this is one that is just so it's near and dear to me for sure, because I've seen it with for over the years. And it really is like when you, when you have a lifestyle of 
being a person of your word, so to speak, or being a person who like, I, I do what I say I'm going to do. And you can, you can look at yourself in the mirror and go like, yeah, I'm a person who like, if I say I'm going to do something, I do it. Don't know how, uh, I don't know when sometimes, uh, I don't have all the resources. That's not the point. I'm, I'm like, it's not easy for me. That's not, that's not what I'm saying. But if I say I'm going to do something, I believe myself. And that's what's, that's, what's really exciting about, about keeping, making and keeping commitments. You start to put more weight on the bar for what your, those commitments are. And eventually what's really, really beautiful is, is moving from a place of like, like a high performance men mentality, like what, what you guys are talking about, of watching mm-hmm. somebody go like, uh, I'm going to make the commitments because I know I can do them and doing that, but then developing a, the, the lifestyle going like, yeah, I'm a person of my word. I do what I say I'm going to do. And they go like, all right, cool. That's true. And you know that and you believe that with every fiber of your being. Now, what do you want to uh, write a check on that with or for? And that's where you get to say things like, we're going to do X and you have no idea how you don't already have a plan to do it. It's absolutely going to require your growth. But you know, when you look in the mirror, you say, I'm a person, we're a company, we're a department, we are a group of people who we do what we say we're going to do. We have high integrity, (laughs) we keep our commitments. And so now we're going to make some commitments that we have no idea how we're going to do. But if we're committed to it, we're going to to move towards it and make it happen. And that is really, really exciting as a coach to watch happen. Yeah, because when people are making and keeping commitments, there's a trust that flows from that. There's, you know, and if it's, if it's in a relationship and you're keeping commitments, like trust flows into the relationship. If it's with yourself, you know, then trust builds with yourself. And, and when even they're making and, and then perhaps breaking commitments, one thing we didn't say about when we look at the broken commitments with people is uh, we hold space for them to, to have an opportunity to restore trust, to make it right, to clean up the mess, whatever is needed in that situation and, and restore the trust. So it's like, great. Now, you know, Hey, not only am I a person of my word, I will do whatever I say I'm going to do. So like you're saying, be able to extend the vision. What kind of things do you want to do since you know that your person is going to keep your word? And also, you know that if you break a commitment, you'll you'll work to restore trust. So it's not a failure. It's not, the, you know, it's not the end of the road. It's a part of the road. Yeah, that's great, Laura. I, I appreciate you saying that. I mean, I think for me, it's, because I love the nuances like we were talking about of these types of conversations, because one of the things that I like to implement is helping clients or inviting clients into the mindset of play when it comes to going after the lofty thing, coming up with big, bold commitments. And I say that as a guy who's historically an athlete, right, where when it's a game and, and I'm trying to hit a half court shot, like, and I was like, oh, man, I'll try it a hundred times before I hit it for the first time. I'm committed to figuring out how to do that. But when it's a game, when it's play, boy, do I love playing. And when I invite folks into the love of the game, you know, just, just what it looks like to, to pursue the things that you're going after, the stretch, no matter hard, how hard you think it is. But when they're playing, man, it's so fun to coach them. It's so fun, you know, to, to, to have the conversations like, oh man, okay, I, I tried some things that didn't work out this week. And I'm looking forward to playing again this week, as opposed to, hey, it didn't work out. I don't know. I don't know why we're doing this. You know, if it wasn't for you inviting me into commitments, like, you know, that's a totally different way of relating 
to things. And, and I just love to see that shift when folks start to, to actually play with what's possible. Well, and, and I, I see that a lot in the, in the athletes that I work with. Like I, I work with a lot of hockey players, pro hockey players, and they have that natural structure, right? So they, they have, I mean, it is a game and sometimes there is like a recentering on like, we are, do you like this game? What does it look like for you to have fun in that? And, and also they, they have that natural structure to, Hey, if it didn't go well with the commitments, if I don't like the way that the results flowed from the commitments I made, or I didn't keep the commitments or whatever it happens to be, they get another shot where they get to have another game and, and go again. So I think that's, that's what's fun about working with athletes and making commitments. It helps them dial up their game. I, I, to, to, to that point of like dialing up your game is, can I share some stories just for the fun of it? <laughs> like I love, there's, there's one in particular, what I really love doing is like leveraging commitments towards a vision. And, uh, so I was, I was recently, gosh, maybe seven months ago, six months ago. I don't know, whenever still middle, middle pandemic times, uh, speaking with somebody and this was a person that I had coached previously and we were not currently in a contract. And he, he asked, he's like, Hey, can I just, can I just get like some time? Can we just talk, uh, for old time's sake, catch up, new thing. We got into a conversation and he was like, I haven't made commitments since our work together, like intentionally. They're like, I say, I'm going to do some things or whatever. And, uh, but he doesn't have like a a rhythm and a cadence of doing that. I was like, well, go for it. You want to do some right now? And, uh, cause I just, like, I'm down for it. Like, go for it, man, whatever. I'm not going to hold you accountable. I'm not going to show up in your door. Like Laura said. Um, but, uh, I was like, what, what would be the commitment that would, would scare you? would cause you to grow, but is in absolute alignment with your vision. And it was to work with a specific, a specific group of like a specific company, a group of people. I was like, okay. And, and what's the, what's the problem? What's the, what's the build, the hold up there? He's like, well, I don't know anyone there and I don't know anyone who knows them. <laughs> okay. So what's the problem? And, um, so he made a commitment to ask, I think it was a hundred people if I remember right, it, it was, it was something, it was something big like that. He's like, all right, I'm going to ask a hundred people who can introduce me to somebody who can introduce me. And I think it took him like seven people. He's like, that's that. that no like, way. <laughs> and, uh, and it, yeah, it was, it was, uh, within, within seven people, somebody's like, I, I think I know somebody who used to work there and can do like, can probably let me reach out to them. And, and he actually invited them, uh, into a commitment of their own to introduce him by the end of the week. And so he did that and, and texted me about it. And then like, I uh, quite honestly, I forgot about it a couple of weeks later, maybe, maybe six weeks later or so I get another text being like, yo, guess what? And I was like, okay, I love this game. Let me guess some things. And uh, long story short, he had completely in- infiltrated that company. They loved him. He had what they, what they were looking for. They created a spot for him. And he's doing his absolute best, like dream work with that specific company because of a commitment that was made. So it's like, that's the kind of stuff where you're like, and if I, if I asked him, I was like, B, if if you didn't do, if you, if like, if you didn't actually make a commitment to do the thing, like how long would it have taken you? He's like, I would, I would never have been here if it, if it weren't unless by chance, like maybe, Uh, maybe like by chance, something would have happened, but instead it was... (laughs) It was by commitment and his tenacity that was really, it was really cool. And, and it wasn't heavy lifting. That's the other thing is like, he didn't yeah. commit to work there. He committed to ask a hundred people uh, who could introduce him 
to the company of people that he wanted to actually journey with, which, which is, which is really exciting. Uh, and then I immediately, um, sent him a contract and I'm just kidding. (laughs) You have the best stories like that, Chris, like so often you have people that are coming back after one small conversation. Yeah. I love your stories. I I was going to say, let's just end it there. Uh, Chris just wrapped it up for us. Thanks. Thank you guys for coming out tonight. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Mic drop, mic drop for Chris. Yeah. (laughs) And then we have the lull in the conversation, right? It's like, okay. I mean, if we just want to share stories, I, I, I've got some, one of the coolest things that you guys are right, actually, I, it's not that I have the coolest stories. It's that this coaching work has the coolest stories. Uh, and I'm just, I just love getting a front row seat to everything that's happening. And, and so like, there are stories where one conversation has paid for an entire contract. And now I, now I make that literally, I make that my, my aim. I say, Hey, listen, this is whatever the contract is. This is, I want this uh, contract to be paid for in one conversation that opens up possibility. The only way to do that guys is to make commitments and keep them or to make mm-hmm. them break them and then grow as a result. So, I mean, I've got so, stories yeah. for days, but I think we yeah. all do. Yeah, you do. Well, yeah. I think, well, to me, yeah. to me, it's embedded in the work. Well, I think we all love going to the movies or watching TV shows because when we watch, um, somebody set off on an adventure, on a prototypical story, you're watching somebody who's committed to attaining something. And in that process, they shift, they change, they grow. Those are a lot of the stories that we really love. And this is why I think we have a propensity to have really awesome stories as coaches, because it's almost like we get to watch real life movies um, (laughs) as we work with clients where we're like, okay, you want this thing bad enough. You know, let, let's see you fight for it and shift and grow and adapt and discover a new aspect of your character in order to actually throw the ring in the volcano, right? If we're going to do some Lord of the Rings type stuff, right? But ultimately, that's what we get to see. We have a front row seat to that type of stuff. And it's so, so fulfilling. So even a, a quick story for myself. And then I don't know if Emily and Laura, if you you guys want to share a story. But I was working with, um, it's actually a friend of a friend who she said, you know what, I'm I, w- I really want to build my business. Historically, I've been a stay-at-home mom. And so the most money that I've made in a month was $4,000. And she's like, I want to make six to eight. And then I did you know, some of the, the coaching magic that we do, which is like helping her start to see some new possibilities. What is the stretch? What is the thing that's far out there? And so she landed on, I want to make $20,000 a month. And, and, you know, and for some folks, if you're listening... You may think to yourself, that's ridiculous. Like, why would you do that to her? Why would you even get her to start dreaming about these types of things? And I'll I'll really cut to the chase because through coaching, and she sent me a text message last November. And she said, Johan, I just had my first $56,000 month of revenue. And I I, want to say thank you because if it wasn't for the conversations that we've had, you know, pushing me to start to consider what I think is way beyond my reach, I wouldn't be here, right? When we talk about the stories of, of what we're capable of as human beings, of what we can start to experience, like it's right in front of us. All we have to do is be willing to dream and stretch. And as coaches, we get to walk alongside you as we invite you into those things. That's awesome. Well, I will add this in terms of in terms of the story that I just shared. So she went from stay-at-home mom to now she is basically she runs her own company, right? Where it was like she she thought I needed to to work for somebody else. 
And now here I am, I actually created my own company and she has employees uh, that all through, like we said, is just starting to consider, hey, what's beyond, at least from what you think, what's beyond your reach? That's awesome, Johan. That is awesome. So um, one of my stories, I find that my, I don't have great one commitment changes their whole life stories like Chris does, but I find it's usually just a multiple, you know, death of a thousand cuts, but also, but like life of a thousand commitments. <laughs> People, so one of my favorite stories, there was a man I started to coach who, uh, he had a very short-term contract because of his business. He said, I have a three-month window to like crush it. And so we went for a three-month contract and I said, you know, what do you think you're going to make money-wise in three months? And he told me what he made last year. And then he just upped it a percentage. And he was like, that's probably what I'll make. So then exactly like Johan, we did, did the like expand his vision. And he said, he said something that just feels completely impossible to me would be doubling my income in, in three months. Anyway, in the first month, because of the commitments he made and the way that he pushed outside of what he normally would know to do uh, and made commitments that helped him grow, he doubled his, his income in the first month. And then by the third month, he had 5X'd his income because he stepped into things that he just didn't even know like that were possible and, and made commitments and kept commitments. And now he has come back to me for the third time and said, hey, I want to do some more coaching. And he has a global strategy about what he's about wow. to do. So it's very exciting. And I know based on the fact that he is a man of his words and a man who is ready to step into things that scare him, that he will do it. So I'm I love it. That's awesome. Laura. So good. Well, what do you got for us? This is one of my favorite ones. This is in the earlier days of me coaching, but I remember having a conversation with someone who um, had a five-year plan and wanted to wanted to open a business when uh, her kids were in school. And um, we talked about it and I, I'm sensing a common theme when we did the expanding the vision. Like uh, I asked her a question, you know, what if it was possible to do it in one year? And it just started the gears turning. She was like, yeah, what if it was possible to do in one year? And so she made a commitment to do it in a year. And um, she she figured out a way to open her business in a year. And it involved like a huge construction project, a whole bunch of hurdles. And, you know, she just kept making commitment after commitment to figure it out because it was one of those like, I will move heaven and earth kind of things to make this happen. And I mean, I could probably list lots of stories like that. I have another client who she wanted, I can't remember what the exact number was. She wanted to like double her monthly income or something. She was a, a solopreneur and she ended up doing seven times her income in the, in the year that we worked together because of the commitments. And it was really even just like naming the commitment. Hey, this is what I would do this month and then going after it. And things started snowballing in a way that she couldn't even keep up with in the best way possible. Right. So these stories give me goosebumps. This is why I love um, yeah. doing this work. I love this conversation because I'm even just like feeling on fire to go into my day tomorrow and talk to the people that I work with. <laughs> Come on now. That's right. yeah, and even, so, so even as we wrap up, one of the things that I really, really love, and I think, you know, this is maybe an on-ramp for folks who want to reach out to us and connect. We all say that we're, we're up to something. We all want something. What I love about the commitment conversation, if you notice, you're not achieving that thing, right? Whatever it is, scaling your business, you want to increase revenue, you know, fill in the blank of whatever your thing is. We're always committed to something. There's always something that 
if we're not achieving that thing, it's because there's actually something else that we're committed to that we're not aware of. And that's one of the things that we actually can help out with from a coaching standpoint is, you know, to hold space for you so that you actually start to become aware of what you're truly committed to. And we can become aware of that and then stay connected and committed to the real vision, the big thing that will change everything for you. Well, thank you everybody for joining us today on this episode of On Coaching, where we dive into commitments. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Laura. Thank you, Emily. Until next time. Thank you for listening. For more resources like this, as well as articles and videos by all of our coaches, go to novus.global and click on resources. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe. That helps us out a lot. Rate and leave a review. If you didn't like us, just leave us alone. We drop new episodes every week and we don't want you to miss out. If you want to explore hiring a Novus Global Coach or becoming an executive coach at the Meta Performance Institute for Coaching, email us at begin at novus.global or click the link in the show notes. Thank you again for listening. And remember, dare to go beyond high performance.